Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Cork. I'm kind of the leader here. I made rocks, as you can see. But don't let that intimidate you. You don't need to be afraid. Unless you're made of scissors. Just like little rock, paper, scissors. Joke for you. This is Comic Cast on PodcastArena.com. Here's your geeks, John Lee and Michael Carroll. Welcome into issue 274 of Comic Cast. John Lee here. With Michael Carroll. And David Ramone. Thank you guys for joining us and hope you guys are staying safe as always. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at my name, John. I'm at Gacho Dominguez. And today we got some more uh, Ezra Miller update and we get, get uh, David's take on his favorite actor. <laughs> uh, and we got some. We got some uh, news about Aquaman, not the movie, but something that might affect Aquaman 2. We got some MCU news. We got maybe a little bit of Star Wars. We got some gaming news. And we also have some uh, comic book news to close out the podcast. But today we're going to start off with some Ezra Miller news. And it seems like, um, I don't know how to, because we, me and Michael both reacted to this and said that if. You know, if he gets arrested and goes to... I don't even know if we said it gets arrested. Just because of the video, I, we both said he should be out as Flash. Like, this isn't, like, something that should be taken very lightly. And then, it se- now it seems a little weird. Uh, he's not going to get charged with assault or anything. And the cops weren't called. And, um, yeah, they're, he's basically off scot-free. David got. Uh, we'll get to some a uh, little more details because David David is has been on Reddit and has been breaking this stuff down intently. But to me, though, like I don't know, like if I'm Warner Brothers, I see this very. Uh, even though that he didn't get charged, I still see this as a little bit alarming, and I don't know if I still keep him as a Flash. But that's just me. I believe the gravity of this. Yeah, I I, I agree with you, John. The gravity of this is very big, and I would say this, though. There's, like, a whole bunch of red flags to me, and I don't want to go down uh, and break down this video, but I think that's just the the natural, uh, I guess, I guess you'll say sportcaster in me, like, to go down and break down this video and tell you the things that kind of had red flags about. Um, well, and, yeah, you did mention I went on Reddit, and I believe the actual person who was filming 
uh, well, recording this uh, situation going going on was going on and uh, stating that uh, Ezra, of course, was uh, very drunk at a bar, uh, even waiting for them 10 minutes after the fact or whatever happened. And I guess from whatever situation, uh, you know, transpired, of course, we see the choking and the slamming of sorts. But um, th- there's not too many situations where you can go. Huh? Someone can come out of this uh, with nothing and no and no harms done. Uh, but I would say this: like because of this footage, we can't really say that he's off scot free. Maybe there, everyone's just waiting. Maybe there's just no police reports filed as of yet. Uh, this was yesterday. Whenever I was reading this uh, article from the Rap, how they stated there's been no injuries reported um, and no other any kind of anything reported actually from any of this situation. So police were not involved in any of this, but just going on from seeing what I saw in the video, um, I do, I can hint, I guess a little bit of drunkenness, um, the choke slam. And my, when my first reaction of looking at this video, I was like, man, if you're going to go down, uh, as being anything anymore, like it's, it's, I guess, you know, it's coming from this, like, I don't know. Uh, the whole thing seemed like a joke to me at first because even the choke choke slamming didn't really seem like that violent. It was more like a, I don't know. It, it, I have a whole bunch of like questions about it more than anything. The flip flops also threw me off too because I wouldn't be choke slamming anybody with flip flops on. Uh, but that's that's just my take off it because I was just like, man, if he was gonna go out, like I thought it was gonna be something very vicious. But it just didn't seem like something like that that just really caught my attention of his being like he was really trying to inflict pain on someone. Maybe it was like jokingly in a way. But then again, I wasn't there. Uh, we don't know the situation. I just go off of everything I saw on Reddit. But uh, it's, it's a situation where I'm still kind of confused on if they would let him go. Because, I mean, with this going on, there's no reports of anything. No, no, you know, I guess coming from the police side of the world. Um, I don't know. I guess they, they can really kind of have a toss up right here. Um, and following the emergence of the video, uh, and Variety was reporting this, that the incident may have been prompted by, quote, a pushy fan, um, a fan interaction at a bar in, uh, in the Atlantic capital that Miller is said to frequent um, when they're in town. And according to the report, a source on the scene where the incident took place indicated that the altercation caught on video took place after the person identified as being Miller, was approached by a group of eager fans who were described as being quite pushy. From there, the source says things escalated with Miller, quote, ultimately losing their temper on one specific woman. And that has, I mean, if they're trying to, you know, trying to excuse his behavior, that no matter how pushy, unless somebody's like threatening your life, I, I feel like no matter how pushy they are, you cannot react that way, even though even though, though the result of it didn't really like the impact wasn't very great. Like you can't put your hand around uh, somebody's throat, let alone, you know, let, let alone someone smaller. Yeah. And a woman, um, too, let alone someone smaller than you. Um, it's just it's not it's very, very bad. It's, this is bad. This is very, very bad. Um, so you can't, I mean, you can't do that kind of stuff and think that it's okay. And the other thing is why aren't they under quarantine? I don't understand why a bar is open. And I think that this happened. I mean, I don't think this happened on Monday, but I think this happened like after the world was like engulfed in this pandemic. Yeah. Is no one worried about coronavirus? Saturday. Sunday or Saturday is, but still like, is there nobody worried about coronavirus there? 
Ezra sure isn't. I, I can see. Apparently not. You know what? It had to be on Saturday because I don't know if y'all remember. I was on the uh, Twitch. Uh, who was it? Um, Ray Fisher. Yeah, with Ray Fisher. And then I even saw, I drunkenly saw Justice League and was just like, man, this is so amazing. Like, I, I can't understand how people can't get this feeling that I get when I watch Justice League. And here we are. Yeah, that's when I blocked no, no, you. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. The video came out um, one of those nights over the weekend, like at 1 a.m. Because um, I, was, I was still awake and I was on Twitter and I went over to explore and then all of a sudden, I saw Ezra Miller's name trending, and I thought, oh, okay, Flash is going to get delayed again. And then I was like, oh, there's a video of him <laughs> slamming someone, like, not slamming, I guess, like, gently slamming someone down. And I go, uh-oh, this isn't good. But we don't know exactly when the, the video was taken. It was just it was just posted that, that day, morning slash night, and then it started trending that, you know, early, early morning or late, late at night, however you want to describe it. So... I mean, he did almost. They did almost everything wrong. Not six feet apart, getting <laughs> drunk, which is gonna inhibit. Like it's gonna, you know, take down your immune system a little bit, so you can get the virus a little more or ease more easily. So it's like you're doing everything wrong, and you're wearing flip flops in the snow. And you're like, uh, like this isn't. None of this is is good. The bar's still open. Um, I, who knows? It could have been one of those where Ezra called the bar manager or, or owner and asked if he could open the bar. We don't know. But um, but yeah, I, I mean, I still think that the w, WB needs to revisit what they want to do with Ezra Miller because I just don't think that like this isn't I want to say this is an isolated incident, but like I, I violently, I guess it's an isolated incident, but uh, he's. He's not the most normal person. He's a little eccentric, I guess you would say. And it seems like he likes to do what he wants to do. And uh, it's almost um, a matter of time before he does something even more crazier than this. Also, there was the tweet by uh, John Francis Daly shortly. Like, I think it was the day after that video came out and he just put creative differences. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm guessing that was a response to Ezra Miller in some way. Oh, yeah, for sure. But um, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I think that the Warner Brothers wants to wait and see what the police do until they release their official announcement. I mean, and this, is, this has happened you know, less than a week ago, so we don't know exactly what they what they're gonna do but it seems a little odd that there's no comment or anything like even you know even when say people say oh we're not gonna have any comment at this time they release a statement saying that saying oh we saw the footage we want the authorities to do their investigation and we will release a well uh we don't have any further comments at this time we just didn't get that from warner brothers which makes me think that they're not going to do much to Ezra Miller. Yeah, I think for me, like my my probability was high that he was out as Flash. I think I'm probably going to change that. I think it's he'll probably still be on as Flash now. Just looking at the response and looking at the lack of response and probably the lack of any type of police involvement or punishment of any kind. Just it, 
I think it's a blip on the radar and he'll be fine. He'll still be flash and fantastic beasts and all that. But like if he has a, a history of doing stuff like this, like I feel like it's a matter of time before it, it escalates into something more serious. I agree. And some, yeah. And somebody else that may be in trouble that is part of the DC universe. Um, Amber Heard could be facing some jail time for, I guess, faking evidence against Johnny Depp. Um, and this is, uh, I'm looking at this from Heroic Hollywood. And uh, if she's found guilty of manipulating evidence against uh, her ex-husband, Johnny Depp, which that relationship in the video, not the video, but the audio and all the reports that came out, it's just, that was such a toxic relationship. Um, the story goes on to say the intense drama surrounding the legal b- battle between Depp and Heard started when the Aquaman the Aquaman star made a claim in 2018 of physical and verbal abuse during their short-lived marriage. Now Depp is suing uh, Heard for uh, defamation over claims of abuse. And the new report by the International Business Times reveals that Heard could be facing up to three years in prison if she's found guilty for falsifying evidence against Depp. Heard claimed that she suffered two black eyes uh, during the night... Black Eyes the night before appearing on The Late Late Show with James Corden in 2015. However, in a court document, Heard stylist Samantha McMillan stated that the actress didn't have, didn't appear to have any bruises on her during the time. Quote, throughout the day of December 16, 2015, I could could see clearly that Amber Heard did not have any visible marks, bruises, cuts, or injuries to her face or any other part of her bod. Yeah, it's... uh, she seems very crazy, and uh, I could probably say the same about Mr. Johnny Depp. Um, it would you guys be who has a if she's found innocent? Do you think that she gets to keep her role as Mira in Aquaman too? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think if she's innocent and everything kind of because I don't know. I just I feel like if you get an innocent uh, verdict, you'll probably she'll probably be fine. However, she's guilty. I I think her role is most definitely recasted. Oh yeah, her role is definitely recasted if she does get the guilty. Uh, but is like I don't think I see a way if she if she is uh, innocent that uh, Warner Brothers will strip her uh, of that title. Uh, uh, you know, uh, or switching the character. But th- all this this sounds toxic. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, but but the thing is though, like. It's not that she's found guilty. It's or not um, innocent, but like the verdict's gonna be not guilty because if she's found not guilty, it's probably because there's lack of evidence. And I know David was telling us before the podcast, we before we started recording, that this could all come down to uh, a testimony from um, James Franco, right? Yeah, uh, stated that uh, they were together around May twenty seventh. Uh, when her showed up to court with the bruised face. Uh, so if James Franco comes out, because I know James Franco has stated before a couple months prior that he wanted pretty much to stay out of all this situation and wanted to keep him and uh, Amber Heard's uh, business private. But it seems to me that if he is the person that comes in to testify, and and that's another thing too, will he lie under oath? Will he try to, I guess, protect her? Will he try to, I mean, will he say the truth? So if the truth comes out to say that it is all an apparent lie, um, this all seems very bad, but also I think it's just bad in all parties um, for con- continuing this relationship, but also uh, to bring a whole bunch of other people into it who probably don't want to have any part of this because 
regardless if you are connected in whatever kind of way, your name kind of gets dragged a little bit going through all this process for sure. Yeah, definitely. And um, I I don't know if he has to testify. Um, I don't, I'm not seeing anything that he because they um, they subpoenaed Franco um, because of the surveillance footage that showed them together. Uh, and I think they want him to testify, but I don't know if he has to. Well, I know, if, I know, well, they're not married, so uh, they're not, they can't, um, it's one of those where if you're married, you can't, you, you don't have to testify because you're basically self-incriminating um, your, your spouse, but they're not married. So I'm not sure where, um, where that falls in terms of like the legality of everything. Like if he has to, if they subpoena him to testify, if he has to testify, I'm not quite sure. And if you guys are lawyers, you can just tweet us and let us know. But if he does testify, I think it's a uh, very bad news for, um, for her. Cause I don't think, cause I don't think that, I don't think he'll lo- lie under oath, be- oath because they already have the makeup artist saying, Oh yeah, she didn't have any visible marks. And she said, you know, basically that day she had two black guys that she had to cover. I think that's the biggest thing, though. Like, uh, to to me, is this like what? Why do you have to go any further than that to get someone else's testimony when an actual physical makeup artist, where this is her job to actually do this, and and then she was appearing before a show, the late late show. So, I mean, what else do we have to uncover? But I mean, like I said, I'm pretty sure everyone feels very uncomfortable with all of this. Um, but yeah, very toxic. I think it's don't like, be in toxic. I think it's a, a matter of just having so many people cor- corroborate the stories. Then it's just like, well, if it's one person, maybe they were swayed or something. But if it's like multiple people, like there's no if ands, or buts about it. There's no questions about it. But do you feel this is another thing, too, that I want to bring up just because I believe that let's say this was a way for her to kind of not cope with the with the situation at hand. But also what if there were actually things that were happening behind the scenes that we don't know about? Like, for example, why would, I guess, be believable that Johnny Depp would do this to her? Or why, what, what would, you know, she do to drive to this reasoning to do this and maybe for him to get something that she thought he deserved? You know, like, I just don't feel that Johnny Depp really comes out of this situation just completely scot-free as well. I'm not sure if we see him in the same eye because, yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to dig into his past or anything, but I just kind of feel, with, especially with the times as the way it is right now, I'm just not sure if he really, if he's, you know, the one that's, I guess, not at fault in this whole situation. I don't really see his name being as clear as they either. Yeah, I mean, I think they're both at fault, but I, I guess because um, she is, um, she's bring, uh, being brought to court because she lied uh, about a couple of things. And um, to I, I guess that's what she's in trouble for. And I don't think that. I don't think that anybody's looking at Johnny Depp and be like, oh, yeah, he's innocent. But I think both of them had uh, it was just a toxic relationship and they're both at fault for what they did to each other. And like I, I listened to one of those tapes and I was like, oh, my God, they're both crazy. Like you just can't like that. That wasn't going to end very, very well. And if somebody didn't um, end it, then I think that you it, something much worse would have happened because I think she, I mean, she was throwing and hitting him and. And throwing stuff out of him, and I don't, and I think he was uh, maybe verbally and physically abusing her too. Like I don't think anybody's a good person in this situation. It's just that she is being brought to court because she uh, may have lied about a couple of things here and there. I guess under oath. 
Correct. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll just we'll move on. Uh, next, we want to talk about um, we. I mean, me, me, Michael, and David kind of talked about this uh, quite a bit uh, here and there. But um, there's reports, not I guess reports and speculations out that out now since that um, Spider-Man was to start uh, was supposed to start shooting late this summer, early fall, and that might get pushed back to even further in the fall. That there is a specific lawyer that. Uh, their rights to on Netflix, um, I guess you would say non compete. I don't know what two year stipulation is. I think that's what they put it, but that is up November of 2018, or it was canceled 2018, and it's up November 2020. So it means that the uh, you know Matt Murdock can't be you can be used by Marvel Studios if um, you know if if and when Spider Man starts shooting. And I always thought that though, like. Um, I always thought it was going to be their plan, plan to do it. Um, I thought, you know, you could shoot majority of Spider-Man and then just bring in Matt Burnock, uh, close to the end of shooting and then put in Daredevil and Matt Murdock in while you're either doing reshoots or while you're doing, you know, you're finishing up your principal photography. I thought that was going to happen, but it seems like now that, um, there, I saw rumors that they were going to be, they may be, have used, uh, She-Hulk as a lawyer instead and that might uh be moved to daredevil as um uh as the uh as the main lawyer and that that, i mean i i think jennifer uh jennifer walters that would have been kind of cool to see her in spider-man but this kind of gives introducing matt murdoch into the mcu that kind of gives you a bigger punch and it sets up for you know maybe a movie you know, future a future movie with um, you know Charlie Cox, Charlie Cox and Daredevil down the line, um, or something where you know you have them two teaming up and taking on I don't know Sinister Six and um, you know it, it, the 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 possibilities are almost endless if you introduce Daredevil instead of She Hulk. Uh, so the only thing that I would say is if the script though is already written in a certain way and they have it written for She-Hulk, you would have to change a lot of the script. You know what I mean? Like, to change it on the fly. If they were already set to shoot, I feel like the script has been finalized. And, yeah, it does increase the odds of getting Daredevil, but if you already wrote it in a way for She-Hulk, you would have to go back to the drawing board, possibly, depending on how um, involved She-Hulk or Matt Burnock, who, whoever it is, is involved in the plot, I guess is the big key. If it's a simple cameo, then maybe you could easily switch out, switch the characters out. But I feel like She-Hulk makes a lot of sense because then it could lead into her own show, which we know is coming, whereas we don't know what's happening with Daredevil as of yet. I was also kind of thinking the same thing, like how far along are they with the script and what would all they have to alter? But also, like, I think the use of the uh, in credit scenes and stuff of that nature, like a nice little cameo is might have might have been like what they've been planning for. If anything, I'm not sure if they would have went very much in detail or uh, a lot of screen time for whoever they wanted to choose for this situation. Uh, But we can all be very hopeful. Correct. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. But I think that the way that they were going to use Daredevil is probably the way that they were they used Spider-Man in Civil War, where it was a... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It was a, I think, I think, what, so from what I kind of assumed was he was going to make a cameo like Spider-Man did, but it was going to be a little bit longer because he's going to be in court and, and whatnot. So if they do it that way, I think it's pretty interchangeable because they basically... Um, Sony and, and and Marvel, I think, struck a deal real late, and then they, you know, did the swap. They swapped out, um, I guess, Ant Man for Spider Man in uh, in that uh, airport terminal scene, and that's kind of how they. Uh, and and I think that was, I mean, that was a pretty simple rewrite on that part. So if it's something like that, that's really easy to do. But I guess I'm with you. If if it's something more involved, man, maybe they could do if even if it was like a Black Panther cameo, like in Civil War. They could rewrite that, but because uh, I don't know, that might be a little. That's definitely a little more difficult to do. But I think that it was going to be like a Spider-Man cameo. That's kind of how I assumed that this cameo was going to work. But I, I, I wouldn't say like Spider-Man in Civil War. I feel like more is like a side character than a cameo. Cameo to me is just you appear for one scene and then that's it. Like Spider-Man was involved in the fight, involved in the plot to a certain extent. And then obviously Black Panther was involved throughout that that civil war, so I feel like if it's something like that where they're involved with the plot, I've I feel like that lends it more towards She Hulk and it leading into her own in in her own series. Um, but if it's like you were saying, like maybe it's just a court scene or something like that, maybe it's, it is an easy like, hey, we can now do Matt Burdock instead of her, instead of Jennifer Walters, and it'd be an easy switch, and it's simply just that one shot or. If it's just a tease to, you know, the law offices or anything like that. Or maybe something like super small, right? Like, uh, we don't even get to see him in court. Like, maybe uh, we'll see, like, his name on the door before you walk into his office type of thing. Or is something very, very small. If it, I guess if time's restraining or, like you said, like, you know, all this stuff is written down already, set and kind of in place. Uh, but, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I would like it to be Matt Murdock. Sorry for sure for me personally but like i could see jennifer walters in the mix for spider-man 3 yeah i i would like uh you know i would like that too um you know and it and it makes sense to set up um to set up uh her show and uh i and i know i'm pretty sure that sony what wants it the other way where they want you know matt murdoch uh and um uh in there instead of uh and, and jennifer walters because they want kind of the bigger name superhero kind of appearing in their movie you know they i think marvel kind of uh you know promised them that you know we're going to give you one of our characters in every single movie which uh they kind of i guess they, i was going to say nick fury isn't necessarily that big of a character because he's not you know 
he's not Iron Man, but you know they kind of lived up to their promise in the second movie, and um, I'm still holding on hope that it was it's going to be uh, Matt Murdock, but uh, we'll see. And you know we're months away from, you know we're almost yeah I guess you know maybe six months away from possibly them picking up and shooting, if all this goes away in time. So um, yeah, I mean. Uh, it's uh i'm i'm not holding my breath but i'm very cautiously optimistic that we're going to get matt murdoch in the mcu the the other thing that i just thought of is like let's say they do have a fight scene where spider-man teams up with daredevil or she-hulk or whoever and if you have it for spider-man and and daredevil i feel like it's a more like there's a certain way to choreograph that fight versus a choreograph fight with spider-man and she-hulk like she-hulk is much more of a brawler and you would have to choreograph it in a different way versus Daredevil, who's leaping and, and doing more martial arts stuff. Kind of like, not quite like Spider-Man, obviously, but he's doing more acrobatic type stuff versus She-Hulk, where she's probably just like punching people. And also, I do want to add that if we do get Daredevil, I think the biggest win of all this is that we will not hear the song uh, by Evanescence, Wake Me Up Inside. So I think that would be a big for everybody right there. Um <laughs> Uh, so I want to point uh, point this a little uh, I guess tidbit out um, uh, on February this and this is kind of like the timeline what happened with Spider-Man uh, on February 15th um, Sony and Marvel struck a deal uh, that was going to bring um, Spider-Man into the 2016 uh, Captain the Civil War when it was released 2016 and so when they made that deal on February it wasn't until april of that year of the same year of the same month that civil war was going to start filming that they actually casted tom holland and so um it was very 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 quick uh, when they turned around and, and rewrote the script uh because they didn't know at the time i think i said ant-man but i think i'm reading the story and it said that it was supposed to be evangeline lily and wasp character that was supposed to be in there for spider-man um which it's completely i mean that changes the entire like scene like entire like battle scene doesn't it like it's just like huh like I, i'd much rather have spider-man in there uh and i think everybody else would have too so february March, so like less than three months they had to turn turn around a script that put spider-man in there so i mean i guess who knows they, they could be if, if they want to plan it that way they could be working on it right now it's true now the one thing i would say too is it like with Spider-Man, I think you do make those like if you have the opportunity to put Spider-Man in, you you make those like mm-hmm. those quick decisions and things like that because this is your chance to have arguably the biggest superhero in the world. I mean, on the levels of Superman, Batman, like Spider-Man is one of the most recognizable heroes in the world. So you definitely like move mountains to get that man in in your movie. So it a hundred percent can work. If they if they want to do that with uh, Daredevil, if they have that opportunity, and tonight, and this may be my favorite Marvel movie to rewatch over and over again, but Taika Waititi is hosting a Instagram live of Thor Ragnarok, and I know I know David, according to Twitter, is going to be watching it alongside Taika Waititi. I will be alongside, right next to him. You, you better be six feet away, though. Oh, no, no, of course. I wouldn't want one of the most sexiest men to ever catch anything um, that I might bring. You know, I don't think I have it, but I don't have any symptoms. So you never know. So I must stay six feet away. 
Uh, he uh, his Instagram post and the caption said uh, tomorrow Thursday April 9th which is ten- tonight Instagram live I'll be taking uh, talking about this movie um, while it plays in the background also I tricked at least one special guest to join they aren't in this movie um, it's going to be epic alley boring uh, check in tomorrow morning for the start time spoiler it's 4 p.m. Pacific time <laughs> also I spent three minutes drawing this flyer and that's not wine. That's tears of blood. Hashtag Thor Ragnarok. Hashtag li- live screening party. Uh, and he basically drew Marvel Studio Marvel, and he spelled studios wrong. Oh well, I guess without the S, right? Well, the, the S is like at the top, where next to Marvel. But anyway, it says Marvel <laughs> Studios presents Thor Ragnarok in his uh, little three D drawing that he tried to do screening party, and he put uh, stain from a goblet of blood. It looks like a ring from a cup and also uh, tears of blood, which is probably wine stains. <laughs> so <laughs> if you guys want, uh, if you guys don't have anything and you want to, you know, um, have something to do or have something to watch tonight, you can go to and you can put on the movie at the same time and watch watch it with uh, Taika Waititi as he probably will be chatting with everybody. And um, it's something really, really cool that uh, Brandon Davis kind of started over 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 there at comicbook.com he, where he kind of uh, streams these um, uh, any comic book movie and um, and he hashtag quarantine watch party and it's gotten you know this uh, great traction where he I think the last one he did was Guardians of the Galaxy and he had James Gunn on he did Birds of Prey he had Kathy uh, Kathy Yan on and so he's gotten um people to come on and um uh, kind of big people to kind of come on and, and participate in this quarantine watch party so and Tyka's kind of doing the same thing with uh, thor ragnarok which is all of this is really cool and it's content for um uh, everybody else at home to kind of just uh you know pass the time did you did you guys see the some of the tidbits from james gunn's watch party from last night a, a little bit uh, do you have it pulled up yeah i got some of the tidbits right here uh, All right, go ahead. One, you know, one of the things was uh, James Gunn commented about the the Guardian, the first Guardians of the Galaxy. He said the only, and he put in all caps, only thing Marvel asked me to include was a Thanos cameo, and said maybe I could create an origin for the Infinity Stones. Other than that, they were up for whatever and weren't set on any one way to handle the characters. Brandon asked James Gunn if if he had shot the zero gravity space scenes underwater or something because of the hair flow and possible bubbles on the face made me think so cool effect. Regardless, James Gunn said we did, we shot them underwater. It was a huge mistake. Never again. (laughs) (laughs) The bunch of jackasses standing in our circle scene was improv by Shane Gunn or Sean Gunn, excuse me. And then, (laughs) and then apparently a person who worked on the film said when we shot the film, the stone was red but we had to turn it to purple late in post. And James Gunn said, quote, I forgot about this. It's true, but not that late in post. I think it's because halfway through Marvel decided the thing in Thor, the dark world was a power stone as well as the other things that became power stones. I like the purple way more. Here's probably the two biggest things. Uh, he says, quote, I'll just say rocket is a big part of what's happening in the future. And a lot of this stuff, like the scars we're about to see on his back, set up what I've been planning for Rocket all along. And then oh, the, shit. Yeah, I know, right? And then the final <laughs> and then the final thing, uh speaking of when Drax and Rocket are sitting together after they defeat Ronan, 
He said, quote, my favorite moment in the movie. I cry every time I see it. I'm teary-eyed now. It's probably the first time Rocket has ever experienced physical tenderness in his life, and the way he sinks into sinks into it and accepts it kills me and makes me love Drax. So that was some of the tidbits from yeah, the watch um, party. I think, man... I think Rocket's my favorite guardian. I don't, and I, I don't think that a lot of people disagree. His the character arc for Rocket has been much deeper than um, a lot of the other characters. Other, uh, I guess Rocket and Star Lord, those are the two character arcs that you know gotten has gotten more, I guess, attention and more. Um, uh, they've been developed a little better than any of the other characters. And it just the the scene in uh, Infinity War where he just kind of sits there with Thor and kind of like, you know, tries to console him. I think that even though that scene was like maybe literally 30 seconds, like that scene was like, oh, man, like just the the arc for Rocket is like it's gotten to a point where he's taking up this kind of a leadership role and he's kind of trying to calm down this God like character and kind of. You know, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm basically the captain now kind of thing. And he's got come a long way. And I, man, it's probably not going to sit as, as like Tony Stark's death is probably a lot, you know, obviously much more impactful. But I think, man, I got a bad feeling about Rocket here. Like you get this redemptive, redemptive arc and not good things happen. But his love interest may be introduced in the final one. I mean, could be, and then maybe he they write him off. Uh, but this doesn't seem like he would, you know. It's, it's it doesn't seem like a character that kind of somebody comes along and, and tries to save him. He's like, okay, I'll go with you, kind of thing. It kind of seems like he's gonna die. Maybe. I feel like they'll just. I feel like with a lot of the guardians, I feel like they'll write them in a way to where they could come back down the road if they mm-hmm. really wanted them to. But that basically mm-hmm. they kind of go on their do their own things. Also, I I, I want to say this though the fact that I know that about James Gunn and how they didn't have no set way to kind of take any of these characters. Me going into the movie, well, I guess whenever I first saw the, I was actually on YouTube Live whenever Marvel announced it. Like I guess the, uh, I guess like the the the, the prints of what the characters they wanted to use, and you see the whole Guardians. I had a total opposite vision of what was actually going to happen with these characters. So I just kind of feel that with the the more development, I, I kind of feel that James Gunn can really go in any direction. I don't think there's anything that's written down or the fact that I kind of know that, you know, Rocket will be a major player in this. It makes me wonder if we'll get more of an origin or more of a uh, if we'll go to the planet where they've done all these um, lab tests and all these other different animals and different characters that we get an intro- introduction of that. Uh, but I'll say there's no clear cut way to understand what James Gunn is about to do to everyone with volume three though, for sure. Yeah. He's in a, he's in a basically mind fuck everybody. Yeah. No, no, for sure. That's, a, that's exactly what's going to happen. And also I guess with, with Thor becoming, I guess being more intertwined with their world, like he's a very good character because he kind of understands like the, the little things that kind of tick, especially him and Star-Lord's relationship. I think that's something that should grow and manifest a little bit to more of a little bit of a bromance. Hopefully for me, just because I like to see them bicker a lot, uh, especially whenever you see the ending of uh, of Endgame. I think that's probably one of the most like, uh, I don't know, to me, like a situation like that will make everyone else in the room kind of uncomfortable because you understand what's happening and what can actually physically happen if they were to get in a fight. But it's 
is to me like a growing relationship and the little things that they have to kind of go through just in order to get there. I think he gets kicked off the ship. <laughs> I think they, I, th- I think they, they throw him off like at the beginning, like he's in there for maybe like five, 10 minutes. And then all of a sudden they just like, they just, you just see him like floating in space. <laughs> I could say, I could see that too. That's funny. Also he's just like, real quick, I'm the uh, captain. <laughs> Real quick, I'm not sure if any of y'all uh, ever watched it, uh, but just in case if anyone wanted to get of a more Taika Waititi fix, uh, I know uh, What We Do in the Shadows will be pre- premiering their new season uh, on the 15th. So if y'all haven't seen the first season, I know all that's like on Hulu and on demand or wherever you can you know, catch that kind of stuff. But amazing show that y'all should definitely uh, partake in. A very good mocu- uh, mockumentary uh, if y'all wanted to ever catch one, especially with the new season coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, next, we're going to be uh, moving on to Star Wars. Um, the Clone Wars uh, uh, debuted. Uh, the final season of Clone Wars debuted on Disney Plus um, recently, and um, it catches uh, the the final season and the storyline catches up with uh, Osaka uh, Osaka Tano Osaka Tano, and um, after she le- leaves the uh, Jedi Order, and then reports surfaced that obviously that Rosario Dawson has been casted as Osaka. Uh, to play in the second season of Mandalorian, and in a the most recent episode of the Clone Wars, Dangerous uh, Debt may have set up Osaka's live action debut in the Mandalorian. And so this is a kind. This is kind of what happens. It says picking up where the previous episode let, let, left off. Dangerous Debt finds Osaka imprisoned by the Pike Crime Syndicate on the planet uh, Obadiah. Dia. She's there uh, with the Martez sisters, Trace and Rafa, having met them after crashing her bike in the Coruscant Undercity. The trio spends the episode trying to escape, only to only to wind up back in their cell by the end of the episode. One interesting moment occurs during the episode when we learn that some Mandalorians are on Ob- uh, Obadiah. The Mandalorians observe Osaka and the Martez sisters trying to make their escape. One of the Mandalorian re- recognizes o- Osaka. Nothing that quote uh, it might be the Jedi I met in Karlik. So this could be, um, or this is Bo Katzen cries, as confirmed on Twitter by Katie Sackoff, who voices the character. Bo Katan is the sister of Duchess uh, Satin the former ruler of Mandalore that Darth Maul killed. Bo Katan met Osaka on Karlik on the Clone Wars episode, A Friend in Need. Um, and there are other Mandalorians in that part of that episode, including Ur- Ursa Wren, the mother of Sabine Wren uh, from Star Wars Rebels. So um, this could this could be setting up for a, a meeting with... Uh, the real life um, live action version of the Mandalorian. And man, it's uh, I like how they're connecting the universes. And um, even though I really haven't watched Cl- uh, Clone Wars, but it's kind of cool that they're bringing two universes kind of together. I need to watch Clone Wars. I've been wanting to start it, but I, I just haven't just sat down and done that as of yet. But I, I really want to watch it, especially with the possible ties to Mandalorian. Because apparently there's a, a lot of uh, there's a lot of Mandalorian ties, plus the dark saber, a lot of aspects that are introduced in Clone Wars that tie into live action Mandalorian. Yeah, and um, I, I just uh, you know with all oh, with all this you know it's going to be pushing back Mandalorian 
for quite some time. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm kind of waiting and I'm eager and I hope uh, this thing passes to where we can get our content that we uh, we sorely, sorely miss. And I think Clone Wars is honestly like the best thing to kind of jump into uh, without you having to know like everything that's going on because they fill you in pretty well. I haven't seen it in a while. I haven't seen none of the newer stuff. Uh, but I remember it whenever it first kind of premiered that it was kind of easier to kind of get into. I started rewatching the first episodes, I guess, of, uh, well, I guess the second trilogy, uh, episode one and two. And shit, it's so hard to just really care too much because because, you know, a lot of the stuff that happens in the future, you go back and ask yourself, why did they do this and why do that? And is this not the most pleasing of movies? Uh, so I'm just doing this so I can just try to know as much as I can is jumping into this. And I'm actually going to, uh, during this quarantine, I'm going to try to finish Clone Wars if I can do that. So I can, uh, prep, cause I still haven't watched Mandalorian at all. I think I've seen the first episode, which is kind of cool, but it didn't really strike me too much. Uh, but I think if I jump into Clone Wars, they'll probably give me that fuel. I need to watch Mandalorian. Jump in, get your fix of ma- uh, baby Yoda. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably the only reason why I want to kind of jump in. But other than that, like there's there's really nothing for me. But I do blame, uh, like I said, the second trilogy right now for kind of sucking the life out of me just a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but I, I definitely Clone Wars it has a lot of action. The influx of characters that you don't really ever get to see anywhere else is also a really fun trip to kind of go into. But I always go into the notion that everything's always connected. And I know like you mentioned, Michael, like the connecting of universes. I always go in with what I know to kind of help me out in the adventure of uh, whenever I hear a name drop or even whenever they name a planet, uh, I use that as like information that I already know and take it as, as it's already interconnected. They did this on purpose already. It kind of helps me out just a little bit more uh, to kind of help me out and fill some things in, even though I know that might not always be the case. But is this one of those little things that you can have in your in the back of your mind whenever you are watching these things? That's why, again, I want Thrawn. Give me Thrawn. Don't you laugh. I want <laughs> Thrawn. He's had run-ins oh, with Darth Vader. He's had run-ins with Luke. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff you could talk about that dude. <laughs> and, and it's uh, it's crazy, like, you know, these past, what, 50 years of Star Wars, and we really haven't seen anything. I mean, we've seen a couple of things here and there, but, like, we've been so focused on the the skywalker lineage that the rest of the universe that we haven't you know explored and i know they kind of promised us you know there's so much other stuff they they want to and do and explore that um and it's been 50 years you know like in the since the 70s which is crazy to me and um i guess less than 50 years but it's like 40 i I don't it's mid 40s or something like that um that we only focused on one lineage and um, it it just boggles my mind and they have so many different places that they can go. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. There's so much stuff you could touch on. And there's so... Like Thrawn. 
Yeah, like Thrawn. Thank you. Jong, you're with me. David, you need to be in on this. <laughs> Thrawn! Thrawn! <laughs> um, another streaming service that we want to get to for a little bit of quick news, um, HBO Max, which they haven't moved up to date. They're keeping it you know, sometime next year, um, which you know, I know Michael's not very happy about that. Well, <laughs> uh, but but what they're going to be, uh, and this is a, a report that's coming out, and they're in the very, very, very early stages of uh, of just talking about this. And this is the first person, and according to we got this covered.com, it's the same source that uh, told them about Osaka Tano go- coming to Mandalorian season two and Han coming back in Fast and Furious nine. This person, the same source said that HBO Max is developing Batman versus Dracula and that they're, they're only in the early stages of development and that these a series will be set outside the DCEU and will feature different actors for, for Batman and other characters than their current incarnations. And um, the original Batman versus uh, Batman and Dracula, Else, uh, Elseworlds limited runs were popular in the 90s to merit three separate collections um man this is something that i kind of want to see it's very cool um and uh i just uh, uh i hope it's true and hopefully they're not um just talking about doing something like this so it'd be live action uh that's what it kind of reads the way that they wrote the story yeah the way you you read it it made me think live action which i feel like it's more likely more like an animated thing i mean if it's live action cool but uh i, I my first thought was animated version which whether whether it's live action or animated i don't care just give me more batman content like that i'm totally down for it they also have done a batman versus dracula in the batman series the uh that was like in the mid 2000s i believe uh yep. i guess more than five yeah more more cartoony version of that uh than hbo max would would do so i wonder how much content would they take from actual comics and even the past animation uh but if they do a live action i think that'll be the step up but I think they should continue to do things where it doesn't have to be connected to any centralized universe. If, if HBO wants to do their own type of little universe going on, because you also got to remember they're still doing their Green Lantern stuff. So I'm not sure how sure they want to do things where they're going to be all intertwined with other things. But I mean, I'm totally down for them to just keep on recasting Batman to different actors and let different actors kind of take their version and spin on it because I don't think there's any right way to do a Batman is because we're so infused with so many. And also when you think about the writers who are also uh, had their turns with Batman, there's also so many different ones. So I'm actually kind of fine with that. Like it's because we get like at any one time we can have like maybe like five or six different Batman titles running at all at the same time. And we're all supposed to assume that they're somehow in the same lineage in same time or just happening at different times and that to me never ever makes sense. So if this was to happen, I'm actually I'm actually proud of HBO for kind of taking this this uh, this direction with it. Man, the content I mean the DC content for HBO it's uh with that Batman versus versus Dracula and also um, anything to I mean they're supposedly be they're supposedly going to be working on a Green Lantern uh, series. Man, like. Um, HBO seems like they're having, or HBO Max uh, seems like they're having a lot of ideas for content, and hopefully that uh, both of those come true. And it's almost setting up to where it's gonna be very close to Disney Plus in terms of like content. 
but it's going to be twice as more expensive. And I don't know if I am willing to pay twice as much for HBO Max than I am for Disney Plus. Although I'm paying three dollars. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm only paying three dollars for HBO. I mean, for for Disney. So whoa, whoa! But this is two different things, though. Like understand what you get with Disney Plus, which is like movies and their TV shows. Well, HBO Max. Think about all the other shit you're not even asking for that you're getting, and that's really where it's coming down to. To be quite no, honest, no, no, I no, yeah, I get that. You get live TV basically too with uh, some of these channels that they have. You know, some of the uh, you know some of the uh, you know Warner Brothers channels that they own or the rights to channels that they own. I think they like TNT and like True TV, and I forget what Our the other network, stuff is. But like, I can know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about it. Like, it's I have to sit down and look at things financially. But like, does that mean I I don't know? Like, I'll have to I'll have to uh, look at it. Um, it's definitely worth worth it more than you know what they're doing with HBO now, which I think is like twelve bucks a month or something like that. So it's uh, yeah, if you're if you have HBO now, yeah, definitely move over and switch over to HBO Max for sure. Um, but um, but yeah, I just um. Man, like we we talked about we talk about this on occasion. You know, you're I pay for Hulu, I pay for, um, uh, I pay for Netflix, I pay for Amazon Prime, I pay for um, uh, Disney Plus. Like it, it, this kind of stuff adds up, you know. I'm definitely going to downsize. You're going to downsize? Well, yeah, because I wouldn't have to pay for Crunchyroll anymore. If Crunchyroll will be oh. on HBO. That's that's like a, li- a little hit right there. I really don't use Netflix the way I should use it. So the only like my family uses Netflix, but I mean that that that's really the only thing right there. So I mean I feel like I can give away a little to to get make that work. But regardless of what I had to drop or take, like this is something I'm definitely getting because I watch pretty much every HBO series. Uh, like I said, the Crunchyroll, like little small things like Cartoon Network, I'm totally fine with getting that plethora. And I guess being able to have Adult Swim uh, shows at your hand too as well. So, I mean, for me, it's, it's a no-brainer. I'm just waiting for I'm just really pissed off they didn't like you speed it up a little bit because of all this quarantine stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, man, I think I saw something on... Oh, uh, no, never mind. I, 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 I thought I saw a story saying that um, Rick and Morty wasn't co- coming to HBO Max. I'm I'm um, talking about like uh, reruns of Family Guy because that's mostly what I do around like nine and ten o'clock at night, even American Dad. So I'm fine with that at the moment. You know, when time be, you know, when need be. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe maybe I was wrong. Maybe I just read something wrong. But I think Rick and Morty is also coming to HBO Max. I think almost everything that's on. Adult Swim and Comedy in Comedy Central. Well, South Park's coming to it, and um, all Crunchyroll and I think Cartoon Network. I think they're all coming to HBO Max. I didn't know about Comedy Central. Yeah, well, the story from EW says Comedy Central uh, South Park is also coming to uh, HBO Max. Damn. Yeah. Well, I haven't. Man, I haven't seen uh, an episode of South Park in like I don't know, fifteen years. Damn. If you're to watch currently. It still stands. It hits on everything that's happening around you. I can't wait for them to do quarantine episodes, to be quite honest with you, because I'm pretty sure they'll hit the nail on the head with that, too. Uh, yeah, for sure. I think that's um, what's made it work for so long is just the fact that they're able to stay so relevant with their topics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they turn it around very, very quickly, like a week. Yeah, it's usually like six, seven days. And, and they. that's why I feel like 
to keep with the times. I think that's been, although I'm sure that's a ton of work to do, especially with animation, the the work that they put in is well worth it because it, it's paid off and they're what, 20 some odd seasons now? 23, I think. That's crazy. Uh, what Simpson? And I haven't seen an episode of Simpsons in damn. They're on like season. What are they close to thirty? They're over thirty. There was like thirty-one or something. Man, I, I haven't seen the right episode. now. I'm watching. Yeah, I haven't seen an episode <laughs> of Simpsons in 15, 15, 20 years. Young, what the fuck do you watch? Like, I don't understand what he do. <laughs> Dude. Simpsons have become so bad. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that it that hasn't because I honestly haven't watched anything like after maybe 21, 22, which were still like, I guess will still make you laugh. But as I'm rewatching right now, it's making me like even love it in, even more. I, like, yeah, I'm on, I'm on right now. I'm on the good years. Like I'm on season 11 as of right now. So I'm on like the prime right now. So I can only get disappointed as I go further. But it's the journey that I really, really love by this point. Uh, yeah, it doesn't get any better and it gets worse by like s- season 13. And like when when you hit like 15, 16, it gets it's just like you get one good episode, uh, one good episode a season. And that's about it. And then I've been, you know, I haven't I don't think I've seen anything past season 15 or 16. There's actually good cameos because I know there's a couple of times where like I'll be like uh, just doing something and I'll see like a, maybe a scene from it. Like there was a good episode where uh, Cheech and Chong actually come out on an episode. So you already know what that's kind of centralized about. Uh, but just going back and rewatching a couple of things with a couple of really good cameos, like maybe it kind of brings it out just a little bit or maybe I was just under the influence as well, too. But I mean, it has its moments, you know, but I guess I'll be the judge of that whenever I, I get to these seasons that we speak of. <laughs> You're going to be like, why am I watching this? <laughs> I'd rather be watching Star Wars Episode 3 right now. <laughs> Wait, which? <laughs> uh, well, you, you can get through that faster than you could in an entire, ep- entire season of Simpsons. You know? That's true. That's true. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see where my boredom <laughs> takes me. Right now, I'm becoming a Pokemon master at different Pokemon uh, generations right now. So we see what this quarantine takes me to. Um. Uh, I- Uncharted, uh, the video game, the voice actor for Uncharted, Nolan North, um, says that he can't see Mark Wahlberg as a Sully. Um, I mean, I haven't really played Uncharted. Uh, do you think that Mark Wahlberg was a bad choice for Sully? Real quick, let me read the the full quote. He said, quote, I think the fact that they're going to make it, speaking of The Last of Us, a series is way better than making a movie out of anything. I think having the guy who did Chernobyl is the friggin' elephant in the room that you need to get things done. I'm more excited about that, gotta be honest, than I am about an Uncharted movie. I love Mark Wahlberg, but I don't see him as Sully. I just don't see that as Sully. Uh, I haven't played a lot of the Uncharted games because I don't have a PlayStation. That would be a big reason why. Uh, but Sully as a character, he's an older character. Um, he's. I feel like he would be much more in the vein of uh, I'm trying to think of an actor that would make sense for that. He's like the mentor esque helper role in like a in, in in like a movie or something. Uh, but the fact with how young they have Nathan Drake in the movie with Tom Holland, it kind of makes sense that Sully would be like a Mark Mark Wahlberg type. But mm-hmm. I think there is a certain look to Sully that Mark Wahlberg just doesn't fit. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm with you. Um, I mean, I'm looking at, you know, screen grabs of them next to each other. I could, yeah, I, I could see like, yeah, if, if Tom Holland's going to be 
younger. I mean, it would make sense that Sully would be younger than his video game counterpart. Mm -hmm. For sure. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at like fan castings and yeah, I could, you know, Mark Wahlberg's probably not the, you know, right choice in terms of the way he looks, but a younger Sully, I could definitely see. But I guess it also depends on what the direction they give him. Like if it's just Mark Wahlberg doing what Mark Wahlberg has done in like the last couple of movies, then I definitely just don't see it being a great Sully performance. What about Brian Cranston? Like, I feel like I could see that better. Brian yeah, Cranston yeah. makes more sense. Yeah. Um, somebody else put uh, Harrison Ford. I think Harrison's maybe a little too old. He's too old at this point, yeah. Yeah, but uh, I mean, yeah, I would have liked to see uh, somebody like uh, Brian Cranston, but, uh, you know, we're, I guess we're not going to... Somebody put Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I, no, I mean he's nice and he's Tom Hanks, but I don't I don't see that. Well, yeah, um, we got some uh, video game news. Um, Sony has pulled The Last of Us Part Two from um, play, the PlayStation PlayStation stores and will be refunding pre-orders and um, because of the indefinite delay, which is a very big bummer for a lot of us PlayStation uh, owners. And also the uh, Iron Man VR got delayed as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, both games were supposed to be released in May. Um, Last of Us 2 due to release in May 29th and the Iron Man VR due to release on May 15th, which uh, both have been put on indefinite delay due to the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah, the fact that it's an indefinite delay is, man, that sucks because... I mean, this was the second or third delay for The Last of Us already. And so now to to the point where they're giving people refunds, it's, you know, I you don't know when you're going to get the game now. You just don't. You have no idea. I guess, are they going to wait till PS5 releases? I, I don't know. It sucks, though, because yeah. that's a, one much, of the biggest How much movies. does the word indefinite scares you? Uh, it terrifies me. Uh, I, <laughs> I wake up every night in sweats when I hear the word indefinite. Um, I freak out. I freaked out a little bit now. I just muted my mic so you couldn't hear it. But <laughs> <laughs> <Makes sense. laughs> but it freaks me out. Does it freak you out more to hear indefinite or to hear release the Snyder Cut? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Hashtag. Hashtag. Well, I guess I get I guess if indefinite freaks me out, hashtag release the Snyder Cut makes me irrationally angry and I block people on my phone. Hmm. <laughs> Can we let the people know that I was um I may have been under the influence uh the other on Saturday and I might have text hashtag release the Snyder Cut. Yeah, you did oh, that. No. Yeah. <laughs> you did that in our the biggest person against anything Zack Snyder definitely said that on Saturday. So I'm sorry to any listeners that uh if you had a lot of trust in me that I would never go in this direction. But I, I went down that rabbit hole on Saturday. You can thank uh Mr. Ray Fisher for that. Uh he is a nice beautiful man that uh is a man of the people uh so him kind of you know serenaded serenading at me to me uh to it to me a little bit kind of helped out but it's maybe because there's just so many scenes and like cuts that i remember seeing like for example uh he actually stated on the twitch where um he didn't know anything or it's not he didn't know anything about football but he didn't know how to play football and i'm not sure if y'all know but there was a scene that was shot years ago I remember seeing uh, shots of this where, you know, of course, 
uh, Gotham University, I believe it is, uh, was playing football. And that was never aired on anything. You always saw stills. I want to say like there's pictures of it in the background whenever you're watching some of these movies, uh, but never got to see that scene. And maybe small things like that. I always wanted to see how accurate it was when it comes to like the fo- football viewing uh, motion. Just to see a sport being played in one of these, you know, uh, big universes. Maybe that's a small part of me that wanted to see a little bit of that, but other than that, like I, there's just no room for anything else that he has done. I would say that much. <laughs> was, was that- um, what, <laughs> whatever, whatever got you to that point? Um, drinking and also with the with Ray Fisher, the stream. Um, please don't go back there. Highly <laughs> <laughs> uh, noted. I was, yeah, it was, no, it was the no, wine, man. I'm sorry, but but the, but I'll, I'll say I'll say this. And we talked about me and, me and Michael talked about this on Tuesday that I would definitely uh, want them to make a Ray Fisher cyborg movie. I think that's something that we should get just for the sake of the character and because it was just because of how poorly it was developed um, in Justice League. And which is why I also want, I mean, I, I've been wanting a Flash movie before, way before this whole thing, uh, way before release the Snyder Cut thing happened. But yeah, I would, I mean, I'd be. I'd be definitely down for a Ray Fisher cyborg movie. There's also another thing that he stated too, and I believe I texted to y'all where DC actually knows when, you know, these people go either on live or they know there's a big outcry for certain things. For example, a lot of people were showing him love because it was the date that the movie was supposed to premiere. Uh, mm-hmm. But he also did state because he, of course, he he's very good at not putting any information that's not needed out there. Uh, but he did say everyone's always listening uh, they kind of see the the comments and concerns, you know, they understand whenever they see the love out there, they they, they see that and never say never because he couldn't either confirm nor deny. Like, it, it could be very easy for him to say, like, oh, you know, that's kind of in the past type of thing. But, I mean, if I think the fans are more faithful to it and they're kind of up for it, I think DC will do it. But also with the character being so popular in other different genres other than in this particular universe, I just don't see how they would be able to miss out on that. I think that's the biggest yeah. thing for me. Here we go again, talking about Justice League, talking about <laughs> Snyder. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Luckily, I'm not drinking wine right now, so this is. I'll stop right here. I'll, I'll stop. <laughs> if you were, if you were one of those people that did pre-order um, Last of Us to through the PlayStation Store and it was a digital digital copy. You don't have to do anything. You're going to get an automatic refund. Um, and um, and Sony or yeah, PlayStation is advising customers to check their emails for more details. So there's a uh, good news for that. Um, and um, it's PlayStation. The PlayStation Store is uh, doing kind of a spring sale and it's disc- discounting, uh, offering discounts up to or discounts to 500 of quote ps4's greatest games and um here are some games under ten dollars uh doom is uh 7.99 which is normally 20 doom 1993 is three dollars doom 3 is seven dollars doom 2 is is uh three dollars uh let's see uh far cry primal is a 10.49 uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas is ten dollars. Vice City is nine dollars, and Grand Theft Auto Three is three dollars. We got uh, Harry. Oh, we got Lego collections um, from Harry Potter, Jurassic World, and Star Wars 
um, $6, $6, and $8, uh, respectively. Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite is $10. Max Payne is $9. Metal Gear Solid, uh, Metal Gear Solid 5 is uh, the de- 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 definitive definitive experience. Oh, my God. Definitive experience is $6. The Phantom Pain is $4. NBA 2K Playgrounds 2 is $7.50. Tekken 7 is $10. Uh, Black Ops 4 is $20. So these are, I'm moving into the uh, $20 range. So um, the Devil May Cry 5 is $20. Diablo 3 is $20. Dark Souls is $15. So Borderlands, the Handsome Collection is $15. Um, normally that game right there is $60. And a lot of these games normally are between $40 and $60. UFC 3 is $13. Uh, God of War Digital Collection is $20. God of War, uh, the original God of War is $15. God of War 3 Remastered is $15. Grand Theft Auto 5 is $15. Uh, the Trilogy, Grand Theft Auto Trilogy is $17.50. So the, there's a go check out. If uh, I'm not going to, I guess, sit through and list out everything. I just listed everything, uh, a lot of the games between... Um, 10 or a lot of the games between zero and uh, $20. So go check it out. Uh, you can go to the PlayStation store and go check out some of the discounts uh, through the, the PlayStation store. Um, yeah, there's a lot of, um, a lot of good releases and let's see uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot and the journey is uh, one of the 2020 releases that is on sale as well. So go check that out. Hmm. Uh, is that something that you're gonna buy? Do you have a PlayStation? Uh, honestly, since you said that, because I saw, I remember going to GameStop and debating if I should buy that or the One Punch Man uh, video game, but both of them were sixty bucks, and I was like, nah, I'll wait. But now the Kakarot's on sale. Maybe I'll go check it out. Do you know how much uh, by chance? Uh, the old uh, so the uh, a regular Kakarot game is forty dollars, which is sixty dollars uh, normally. The deluxe is. $57, which is $85. And the ultimate edition is 63 64, which is normally $95. Oh. Yeah. They got to, I mean, if, if you're a big FIFA fan, th- those are about 60% off as well. FIFA 20 is $24 compared to the um compared to the $60 normal normal Damn. price. The uh yeah, Champions Edition is $32, which is normally $80. The FIFA 20 Ultimate Edition is forty dollars, which is normally a hundred dollars. So very cool, a lot of uh, a lot of cool deals. So go check that out. I'm still looking through some deals. This is, I mean, this this thing is kind. Of, this is, I mean, it's it's really cool. Um, if you so yeah, if you if you if you're on a laptop, just go to store.playstation.com and it's going to take you to their front page and it's going to say uh, spring sale and uh, you can sift through four hundred and ninety nine titles. Uh, that's on sale. Je- uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is uh, $36. It's a good game. Which is, yeah, normally $60. NBA 2K 20 is $20. That's this is such good stuff. shit because I downloaded it and bought it for $60 a couple days ago like a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see here. The Witcher 3 is $15. Uh, I mean, this is very, very cool stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just Borderlands 3 is $30. Red Dead 2 is uh, Red Dead 2, the Ultimate Edition is $40 compared to the 100 bucks. 
Also, I don't mean to add to the hurt, David, but NBA 2K20 got added to Xbox Game Pass. So if you have a Game Pass subscription, you got that for free. Appreciate it, Michael. Thank you. You're welcome. I just oh, I just oh, wanted to help oh. you out. Oh, one more one more thing about NBA 2K, the Legend Edition, normally a hundred dollars. Check this, thirty two ninety nine. Wow, that's a really great deal. That's like almost. 50% of what I paid for is to for the regular fucking one. So, yeah, pretty good. It, and it's and it's the ultimate collection which is $100 normally. Which means you get like a lot more stuff than what you would with the regular edition. <laughs> if you're and if you're a big WWE fan, the WWE 2K20 is uh 19.79. Don't get that uh, one. That one's terrible. Don't get that, don't get that one. That's one of the worst oh, reviews. You, you, I haven't oh, played it. it. No, I haven't played it, but it's there's a comedy of glitches and 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 ooh. it's one of the worst reviewed WWE 2K games in recent memory. Hey, yeah, it's and really bad. Uh, and I think a, I think all three Batman Arkham games are on sale as well. So if you if you guys haven't played that, um, j- definitely check it out. Um, G- Ghost Recon with uh, Wildlands Year Two Gold Edition, which is normally eighty dollars, is thirty two dollars. <laughs> I could see that I'm putting David to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. David, go check out some of these sales. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, go return, just uh, trade in your uh, 2K to uh, GameStop, see how much you can get, and then use that money to buy the the, the bigger version of uh, 2K, the Ultimate Edition. I guess working retail, <laughs> I, I will hate to be that person, like to do a return because I found a product cheaper somewhere but yeah this was a big fuck you to me sorry <laughs> but you you know you know for sure that um gamestop won't give you your money back oh no for sure they'll give me probably i paid 60 so if my math is right they'll give me around seven dollars back yeah something like that <laughs> so this is a random question for you guys but i know like espn's been doing the nba 2k like tournament on i think it's been like last friday is when it started or something um have you guys watched that and or have you watched any like gameplay video esports anything like that because i know it's been increasing now with with the lack of sports out there i haven't i saw the first game i saw it was kd versus Derek jones jr i believe yeah jones Jones kind of you know wiped them um I saw a couple of the others. I saw highlights. I was more the thing I didn't until Pat until uh, Pat came on. There wasn't too much like I guess like they're they're more intrigued into the actual gameplay. But I think one thing that a lot of the first games that what they didn't do was like get into the actual like uh, talking like you know the commentary. And I, I think that's one thing that kind of got missed out. I'm not a big fan of Ronnie Two K. It's kind of like a little bit a little bit bland for me. So like it was like I, I wasn't like so hyped up to kind of hear him whenever he came on, but I think the biggest thing was like for players to get more enthusiastic, not just about the gameplay, but the commentary between both of them, just to see how how can it be? It's, it's because it's different. Like what what's going to be different from from people watching the stuff that's on two K already? Because I believe they had like over a million views on on the live thing they did over the weekend, and and something that they're actually doing on TV, how can you get more people involved that are not really into these games? Because I for sure as hell wasn't, you know, involved into 2K until quarantine happened. So 
I think one thing they can actually get better on is to kind of let the NBA players know. I think one thing's too, like they don't want them to accidentally curse or something like that. But I think that the one thing they're missing out on is the dialogue that's happening between both players. Um, just make that a little bit more fun than, than what it would have been. Because like, like I said, like it was kind of bland. It was just like, oh man, you got me. And like, and that was like the, the most of it. Like it, it was just certain things. Like for example, um, during the KD game, it did, they did kind of say how, um, Oh man, Brooklyn shoot because uh, I think he was uh, who was I, someone was rolling with, with Milwaukee and they're kind of making fun of Brook Lopez a little bit and I was like, yeah, that's that's what I need. I need more of that because they actually know him. They know how he plays. You know, they're in an All American, you know, McDonald's All American game with them. So of course you would know a little bit more information than what we would, you know, because you've been knowing someone for so long. So I think if they do execute on that, it's a little bit more. It'll be way more watchable and you actually will get more fans in the two K realm than they had before. Also, probably have professional casters that are have experience in in discussing gameplay, like live as it happens, and and things like that. Like the the commentators that you get for like a Street Fighter or like a Rocket League or or Call of Duty or Overwatch or anything like that. Some professional casters involved might help with that because I think a lot of the players because I haven't I didn't watch like a full on match, but I I know what you're saying, David, about the the players didn't. Like I feel like the players are just used to just playing, you know, each other online and not really necessarily used to like trying to game and trash talk at the same time versus when you're on an actual court, like it's a lot different. So yeah, and, and I th- I think also also ESPN's probably worried about them like maybe cursing or anything, but I think I, I think go ahead go ahead oh no you go ahead uh, yeah. <laughs> I I think I do one better because honestly like I'm. Maybe it's because of the way I view things that like I can't really get behind casters because I I tried watching the the whole two K event that they had going on, and they're just really ignorant. And I get it, y'all are good at a game, but I, I don't know. I couldn't really get behind a lot of the guys who were doing the casting. Some of them all pretty good, and I think it'll be more maybe watchable and maybe that you have that middle that middle ground person. Like for example, I did not know Bill Simmons ag- actually did voice work for two K. I think you have someone like a Bill Simmons, maybe being the commentary, maybe like starting and engaging the conversation whenever these things are going on. Uh, like the casters, I believe like there are some good ones out there that maybe that I just haven't came across. But I would rather have like someone uh, uh, in the media or someone that's actually kind of funny, you know, or someone that can actually kind of give it a little bit of life than a, than a caster. Just a little bit. It's, as of right now, because I have seen the Street Fighter stuff and that's on a whole nother level whenever they're doing the play by plays and and doing commentary on those games. But I just don't really, I just can't get behind anyone that I have seen recently on 2K. Cause is this, is this not of my taste maybe? Yeah. I don't know about the professional casters when it comes to 2K too much. So it may be like, yeah, they're, they're not that great at great at it. So it might be a case where you get a Bill Simmons or, cause I know there's been other virtual sports where they're trying to get more of the, like the regular play by play people involved to just call the, those types of games. So uh, maybe mm-hmm. get somebody like that somebody funny you know just something to help with the entertainment value of the of the of the game of the broadcast man someone pay joe buck to get on this on this thing and go ahead (laughs) it's go fucking wild (laughs) jeff and gundy jeff oh my goodness yes yeah yeah i think it'll work i honestly think something like that will work if you had these people that don't understand the technology a little bit too much the only reason why i say bill simmons because he was he is on 2k and that's a little bit more like he can engage it a little bit more and know a little bit more in the backstory. 
Uh, Kevin Harlan does an amazing job because he's been doing it for so long with the game that he kind of understands like a platform and kind of can go both ways a little bit. But having someone like Jeff Van Gundy or any of the Van Gundys, I enjoy both Van Gundys, to be quite honest with you. Someone who has no idea what they're doing or really understand what's going on and kind of throw them in the mix. I just think anyone that can use the game's conversation when it comes down to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one quick last video game news. Uh, the PlayStation 5 has, they released their uh, controllers. The first controller I think they tweeted out was white. And I don't think that people were very happy with it. Um, and the second one they tweeted out was black. And that one looks a little more cleaner and slicker. And um, when they first tweeted it out, it kind of reminded me of the Xbox controller. Just a, a Xbox controller that went on a diet. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I think that was the thing. A lot of people related it to the Xbox controller because it does have a bit more of a feel of the xbox controller uh it's still not quite there but obviously with the the sticks being at the same level and some other aspects to it the triggers are different um there's a lot of different aspects to this haptic feedback built-in microphone i'm trying to think what else there was there's a lot of key differences with this one so and like with the built-in microphone you wouldn't need a headset necessarily to, co- to communicate communicate with other people online hmm um yeah so um i i told michael that i'm probably going to be leaning towards playstation um again Uh, uh. (laughs) (laughs) hey just just blame sony and spider-man i know (laughs) uh but yeah i mean uh as we get closer to the date of what uh the later this fall is it later this fall yeah it should be the holiday this fall so holiday like november or something yeah, I probably won't get it for another year or so. But yeah, just uh, we'll keep you guys informed um, when Xbox uh, releases more stuff and same with the PlayStation. So do uh, you... Before, sorry sorry to cut you off, John. So do you guys like this new look or was it like, eh, for you guys? Uh, I mean, I don't I don't care. It's just... I, 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 the PlayStation controller to me felt a little sharp, um, but I got used to it, so um, it didn't really bother. It doesn't bother me, and um, it, it's I could give or give or take. Uh, I guess the Xbox controller is a little more easier to handle. So yeah, I mean, if you're going to go in between what they're doing now with the PlayStation Four and going a little bit more towards the Xbox, I I, I mean, I'm not mad at it. I think aesthetically wise, it's definitely definitely a big difference. But I kind of feel that. I have the same control I had, like having a dual shock from the first, you know, generation of PlayStation. You know, I, I don't I don't really see too much differences. I, I kind of do like the black one a little bit more than the white one. But other than that, it's kind of like the same thing, because I, I can I can see the PS4 controller in this like very easily. But also I want to add, I did not know that my controller actually makes noises until I start playing 2K when I heard the whistle blow and the horn go off scared the shit out of me so at least i got a heads up on this one that it makes noises and does all this crazy stuff yeah there's also a share <laughs> button with this one and i think there is one on the dual shock but they're rebranding this one to be called the dual sense so big thing is haptic feedback and and the audio that i mean they made a big push in their press conference a few weeks ago about audio so they are taking steps and then also being that they tweeted the white one out it seems to indicate that this console will be white when it comes out so do we have like a whole nother like Google thing going on? Like if like it's going to be listening to our whole conversation type thing? Probably, probably. 
I don't know how I feel about a white console. No, you don't it's like dirty. white? Um, I guess I'll have to see it. If it's like all white, I think that'll look very clean. But if it like the controller, if it has like hints of black where it's just like it just looks weird. Like I think that a all white controller would have looked better than what they did with the uh I guess the black the middle uh the the middle part of the controller is black. I think an all white one would have been kind of cool with a blue trim. I, th- I think they're gonna go two tone just with the indication based off the white controller and how it's two tone. I think this will be the first console that may be two tone, hmm. which I don't know. That's okay. pure speculation. But and then we already know the Xbox con- Xbox is gonna be just black. Yeah. Um, and before we go, David has a little bit of comic news. Uh, so for the past couple of weeks, we haven't been doing too much of uh, DDC. But also, there's definitely a reason. So I don't know if a lot of other people know, but on April 1st, Diamond Distribution, which also handles a lot of distribution, for example, DC, Marvel, a lot of other comics, they actually temporarily uh, shut down all all operations that were going on. So not only stuff was moved back, but also DC and other uh, venues are trying to figure out ways to, to distrib- uh, distribute you know, different comic orders and trying to fulfill those orders within a certain time frame. But of course, uh, with all this stuff uh, with uh, coronavirus going on, uh, a lot of stuff got pushed back. So stuff that was supposed to actually come out yesterday is now coming out on the 15th uh, and also and vice versa. So actually what I did, what you can also try to do, because I know for uh, coaster distributions, they're actually still sending them off. And I believe their diamond distribution is now actually reopened. Uh, for you know, a couple things, but I think stuff is still going to be handled, you know, not in the most timely manner. But I guess with how many people they're able to have in the center whenever they're all doing this. But also, you can either go to comiclist.com and try to hunt down. I went to the 415 uh, date, and they kind of let you know what will be the uh, new dates for whatever comic that you're looking for. Also, if you go to the sites of your local comic book store, they will kind of let you know hands on what they actually have rather than. Uh, distribution kind of telling you what days will be connected to what uh, comics and vice versa. So to actually know what's actually in store, that'll probably be your best bet. So go to your local comic book store's website uh, and kind of check the listings to see what they have. Or, you know, you can give them a call as well, too, because most of them are still open, uh, depending on the location. You know, that's a very big thing as well, too. So open during cer- uh, certain times, a lot of curbside pickups, a lot of things of that nature. Also, on- online orders, I believe a lot of local comic book stores here in Houston are still doing a, a really big good uh discounts on a lot of stuff even new stuff as of right now so that'll probably be your best bet just uh contact your local comic book store just to check what they have in stock and what they are uh selling as of right now because a lot of stuff got kind of pushed back also with uh, diamond distribution shutting down um, operations for a little bit that kind of you know halted everybody so i know dc was actually looking to get um different stores different orders and stuff of that nature but i'm not sure if everything has went through like the way it's supposed to go uh but i think most reorders were definitely shipped to alternate addresses trying to accommodate a lot of people so as of right now the comic book industry i would say isn't doing very well but they're doing as much as they can as of right now trying to get those uh, new releases out and also graphic novels out as well too all right, thanks, David. And this has been issue two seventy four of Comic Cast. Thank you guys for tuning in, um, and uh, hopefully we gave you uh, good entertainment to kill about ninety minutes of your Corona quarantine time. And if we haven't, then uh, I apologize. <laughs> um, no, thank you guys for tuning in, and I apologize. I apologize to David because he we he missed the uh, Kevin Conroy uh, voiceover. 
Um, oh, so shit. Hopefully I they miss that out, too. <laughs> uh, thank you, guys. Uh, for on. You, <laughs> you can always follow us on Twitter. I'm at my name, John. Oh, at producer Mike 975 I'll be disappointed that I got to Dominguez. <laughs> Until next time. See ya. She is being brought to court because she uh, may have lied about a couple of things here and there. I guess under oath. Correct. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll just we'll move on. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Three, two, one. And according to Twitter, is going to be watching it alongside Ta- Taika Waititi. I will be alongside right next to him. You better be six feet away, though. Oh, no, no, of course. I wouldn't want one of the most sexiest men to ever catch anything um, that I might bring, you know? Is this one of those little things that you can have in your in the back of your mind whenever you are watching these things? That's why, again, I want Thrawn. Give me Thrawn. Don't you laugh. I want <laughs> Thrawn. There's so much stuff you could touch on. And there's so like much. Thrawn. Yeah, like Thrawn. Thank you. Jong, you're with me. David, you need to be in on this. <laughs> <laughs> Thrawn! Thrawn! Yeah, I haven't seen an episode of Simpsons in 15, 15 20 years. Young, what the fuck do you watch? Like, I don't understand what he do. It sucks, though, because yeah. that's a, one much, of the biggest How much movies. does the word indefinite scares you? Uh, it terrifies me. Uh, I, I wake up every night in sweats when I hear the word indefinite. Um, I freak out. I freaked out a little bit now. I just muted my mic so you couldn't hear it. <laughs> <Makes sense. laughs> but it freaks me out does it freak you out more to hear indefinite or to hear release the snyder cut Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. hashtag, hashtag. well i guess i get i guess if indefinite freaks me out hashtag release the snyder cut makes me irrationally angry and i block people on my phone mm. can we let the people know that i was um i may have been under the influence uh the other on saturday and I might have text hashtag release the Snyder Cut. NBA 2K 20 is $20. That's, oh, this is, I mean, that's this is such good stuff. shit because I downloaded it and bought it for $60 a couple days ago, like a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> also, I don't mean to add to the hurt, David, but NBA 2K 20 got added to Xbox Game Pass. So if you have a Game Pass subscription, you got that for free. Appreciate it, Michael. Thank you. You're welcome. I just oh, oh, I just want to help oh. you out. Oh, one more one more thing about NBA 2K, the Legend Edition, normally a hundred dollars. Check this, thirty two ninety nine. Wow, that's a really great deal. That's like almost fifty percent of what I paid for just for the regular fucking one. So yeah, pretty good. And it's and it's the Ultimate Collection, which is a hundred dollars normally, which means you get like a lot more stuff than what you would with the regular edition. <laughs> um yeah so um i i told michael that i'm probably going to be leaning towards playstation um again yeah, I'm good. Uh, PlayStation, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey just just blame sony and spider-man i know um, <laughs>